Hi and welcome to episode 100. Episode <laughs> 100. 100. I said 100. That's like that's like more than 99. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we we're, we're really thankful for everyone that has followed us on our journey to 100 episodes. Awesome. And thank you to all great guests. And uh, as today is a special day, we also have the special in-house guest. Uh, who is sitting next to Charlie? Hello, it's me, Ivan. Excellent, Ivan. Right. I am today in London. Sun is shining like gold. What's uh, the situation in Sweden? Sun's gone down already. Yeah. Right. On that note, before the sun sets, before the listeners tune out today, we will talk about health. And um, some people say that if you don't have health, you don't have anything. Uh, that means ultimately, like if you completely forget about your health while trying to juggle everything else, you might not have the chance to endure and to enjoy life as much as you could. And today we also talk about uh, some other cool things. So linked to health will be training a bit around goal setting. And also talk about people coming out of the shadows. In this case, we'll spend some time talking about Joe Rogan's conversation with Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson. and uh, his comeback. We'll also talk about the whole COVID-Corona situation where some people have just become completely addicted to Netflix, myself included, at least night time. And uh, others have spent more time to reinvent themselves, to be more on social line. Uh, some people might have lost their job. Some people might have started a new business. And some have done school away from school and some haven't done school at all. So without further ado, welcome one more time to episode number... 100. 100. Yes. Okay. Um, let's crack on. So I have used the, the Corona time to number one, a shows to go to Sweden because I noticed that if I will stay in London, I will be literally locked into my own flat. So with one day's notice, I headed off to Sweden and I did not expect to be stuck there for four months plus until I actually could go back to London. Yeah. What was like the first part of uh, the Corona thing for you, Ivan? What was the biggest difference in your life, in your routines? Well, in the beginning, it was mainly just talk. And then we were sent home and we were supposed to come back after one week, but we didn't come back for the rest of the year. And then we had the whole summer break. And uh, now we're finally back in school, physical and, school. And uh, surely your school was a bit different to your experience. Yeah, completely unaffected. Well, I guess we've put up some regulations, but it's mainly some pretty stupid things. Like, well, actually, don't, some, don't, some of them are logical, but it's like, oh, what was it? Don't lick your teeth, teacher. Uh, well, no, but we were going to school photo and apparently being <laughs> close to, well, I do understand that being too close to each other when you're taking a school photo is stupid, but what, why, why do they care about that so much when we sit literally right next to each other in the classroom? I don't understand. Yeah. And stuff like that. But yeah, school hasn't changed for All me. Right. Okay. So the situation has changed a lot for many people in so many different ways. Uh, I have been in a number of countries uh, throughout this duration of the, the Corona sp spread. Surely we took the chance to be in Thailand for a little while. Did you notice anything on your journey? We changed planes in Russia and we also went all the way to Thailand. 
what did you notice on the streets, on the plane, anything, airport? Well, I wouldn't actually say it was empty. It was, there was actually quite a few people in, well, in Russia. It was interesting going to Russia, actually. Very different quality of, for example, the food and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. And interesting that many sites were blocked as well in Russia, but... Yeah, different story. Okay, so uh, I have seen uh, around 10 countries during the whole COVID period, and they all have done different actions. Uh, some have been very preventing things, some have been very reactive. But now let's let's pause that for a second and talk about how we have used uh, this time to convert our health a little bit because we have all done different kind of training with very different goals so Ivan you were already on track uh, training for the Swedish championship in taekwondo and then that was postponed and and postponed and postponed Um, tell us more about your training Ivan and, and assume that people have no idea what what this is about you have to talk it more broadly what kind of training do you do all right so um backing up a bit last december was the last national championship and i got a bronze medal and i'm not happy about that so uh, i decided uh, a year in advance that basically i'm going to start training straight away and train a whole year for the national championships this year and uh, of course i didn't know that there would be a global pandemic but I'm I'm still training as if it as if it um as if it hasn't happened. Mom, go away. I'm still training as if the pandemic hasn't happened, and I'm just training for everything. But it's a bit difficult because I don't know if there's going to be uh, a competition or not. Most likely not this year, but yeah. So many of the preparation national competitions have been postponed and and later cancelled. So. We will see. So what, what kind of training do you do to prepare for a taekwondo competition? Well, um, I have a very unique style of training because uh, I don't have uh, access to any sparring partners and basically no actual taekwondo training. So I'm, going, I'm trying to compensate for a lack in skill by getting very high level of strength and conditioning and mastering cutting weight to be bigger than my opponents and so on. And uh, I'm going to try to win the fights with like physical advantages instead of skill, which is easier said than done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what so what kind of strength training do you do? Because it's very different to the training I did at your age. And for the yes, listeners, so Ivan is 16. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a training style called Bulgarian training. Do you need to expand on I, that? It's a, it's a, a less less the version of the real Bulgarian system, but I'm doing uh, several lifts every day, six days a week. And uh, it's basically the core of the program is the squat. And it's not just the squat, but for example, with the squats, uh, all I have to do is I have to warm up and build up to one single heavy squat each day. And uh, every week it gets heavier. And the whole point of the system is you're building fatigue through days and days and days of doing a one extremely heavy lift. And you do that on a lot of different lifts and just add weight and add weight. And eventually the strength and the muscle piles on. I think it's a very interesting way to do it because 
very often we get stuck in routine. So we do pretty much exactly the same training program. And often it's, it's limited to just a, a few key muscle groups in the body, often those which are for men visible. And it might be uh, chest, biceps, triceps, pretty much. It might be some abs. And, uh, and then we kind of forget about the rest. And often we find a plateau very quickly and it's really hard to leave that one because you don't really push the limits as you do with your training. I find that very inspirational and, uh, and interesting. Okay, uh, you have also got some different ways how to condition your body in terms of like taking pain. Uh, you've got your runs and, and your, your rubber uh, tire uh, sparring partner. What, what's that all about? Yeah, um, pretty much the only quote-unquote sparring that I have. <laughs> it's a heavy bag that I've made out of tires and uh, it's much harder than a normal heavy bag. It smacks much harder than a normal heavy bag and you have much more friction than a normal heavy bag. So basically it tears your skin and uh, it feels like it's slapping you and it's really hard. So you're toughening up your shins and your hands and everything uh, so that when I actually hit a normal heavy bag or a person, uh, I, don't, I don't feel it at all. Yeah, very different. So imagine that you've got like a, a pile of six car tires of the big size and then you give it like a, a skeleton inside so it doesn't even flex much. And then that's your opponent. So it means it's heavy, it's hard. Some areas are even hard because that's like the edge of, of the rim. So it's even nicer, right, Ivan? Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't hit between the tires because then you get like the really hard stuff. Yeah. And and you chose not to do your black belt uh, graduation last time. I will not. I will not dig deeper into that. Instead, we go to the family's real black belt. Surely, what do you do in terms of like? Let's focus first on the taekwondo training and then we'll go over to the parkour and other stuff later. What do you do with, with taekwondo at the moment? Okay, at the moment uh, uh, we are doing some training. Well, I'm not doing so much training myself, but I am more focusing on training others. So I've been holding this year. We haven't had so many trains because of the pandemic, but we have done one training so far, me and Ivan, with the kids in Taekwondo, we were outdoors and we were running and we were doing some fun uh, karate kid things like uh, balancing on a log and doing techniques on it and stuff like that. Fun stuff. Good, uh, good. So yeah, basically instructing others, uh, but I, I'm not, I don't have like a kind of goal like Ivan has when it comes to, I, well, I'm interested in, in fighting in some championships, but it's not my goal. That's yeah. more of a fun thing. You've done a lot more of, of, of stretching and um, oh, yeah. ability things for different reasons. Yeah, what, well, what, what I'm, have you I'm done? Doing, I'm, I'm stretching for split uh, and... Uh, it's front and side splits. Yeah, basically we have your legs like this, both ways, and when you have your legs to the sides like that. Yep. Uh, I think it's called full split and reverse splits. I think it's called... Uh, basically, I can go down in the splits when you have your legs uh, front, fr front and behind you, basically. I can do that all the way down to the floor. And the split is slightly harder. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what have I been up to? Uh, well, no, your, your parkour training as well. You are still doing yeah, I'm actually, long jumps and so on. Yeah, two things. First of all, I'm, I'm still doing parkour and I'm also focusing on doing some climbing parkour and what do i mean by that i mean things like uh well i'll basically say i'm 
I'm training calisthenics right now, which means I'm doing stuff like pull-ups and push-ups and stuff. So I've managed to do 100 push-ups in a row, and I'm working on my pulling strength. So I've managed to do six muscle-ups in a row now. Awesome, awesome. Any personal best that you can share today, Ivan, that you, you will beat over the next few months or years? So you can come back to episode 100 and well, think, like, oh, um, I was so weak. Well, you're actually very strong. Well, the next time I'm going to beat my squat record um, is scheduled for next Monday. Because basically every week I have to beat my squat record and my bench press record and all the other stuff. But um, when I started Bulgarian training, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, when I went into the real Bulgarian, I started with a 97.5 kilo squat as a daily squat. That's a deep squat with the barbell on your back. And uh, now I'm up to one, 115 kilos every day. And uh, for national championships, I'm going to try to squat, well, I'm going to squat uh, 140 kilos uh, six days in a row uh, before cutting weight and all the other stuff. So basically, I'm going to try to have a 140 kilo deep squat in the 68 kilo weight class. I'm super impressed that you corrected yourself and, and you deleted the try. I didn't say anything, but there, there is a, a famous dialogue with Yoda from, from Star Wars uh, telling Luke in the training, like, you, you either do or you don't do. There's nothing in between, like trying or, or like hope is not a strategy. It's like you either do it or you don't do it. There's nothing in the middle. Yeah. And it's so easy to say that, yeah, I'll try to fill in the blank. So I'm not sure if you as a listener have said that I will try or I hope in the last few days. You might or might not. I don't know. So um, what have I been up to? I have... Uh, I always have had training as part of my routine, but I have really geared it up with uh, also ambitions around lowering my weight. So I thought like this whole COVID and Corona thing, you, you're more immobilized than normal. So hitting weights that I wasn't pleased about, I decided, okay, let, let's, let's do something about this and let's now not do what everyone else tells me to do. Just like do it my own way. So I did it the old school way, which is not necessarily the best. So I, number one, I did it without support. That's not what I would recommend. I did listen to lots of experts. I read like 12 books over the last 10 weeks on, on the topic and listened to lots of podcasts. So I have taken advice and had listened to research as well as to people's point of view and uh, opinion. So what did I do? Uh, I have reduced my food intake and logged every single meal, every item for the last 10 weeks. And, and that is tedious, but it actually helps because you, th you think about everything you put in your mouth. Uh, and in addition to that, restricting the food, I have doubled up by doing lots of training, especially cardio training, especially running. So over the last... 10 weeks, I've ran roughly 470 kilometers, which is a very high daily average. Uh, and uh, I have been able to increase my speed a lot. So setting many personal bests and, and many of the running times are back to the level where I was in my early years with special forces. So I'm faster now than I've been for easily two decades. Uh, and that's really cool. Uh, of course, after losing lots of weight, uh, I will start to gain weight again by adding some more muscles. But number one, get rid of that 
not desirable fat, uh, and then build up. And uh, it does require discipline. And uh, I have not had many cheat meals in uh, the last 10 weeks at all. I did have one this this uh, last evening, uh, but I was still under my total day calorie budget, and uh, I was heavily penalized by doing my fastest half marathon uh, for the last 20 plus years uh, as, as a nice treat and come back in the morning. So why do we even talk about health today, Charlie? What do you think? Well, because health is very important. And uh, if we weren't healthy enough, then we wouldn't make it to 100 episodes. Yeah, exactly. And, so and being health is basically health is way to... more important than wealth, because if you don't have a foundation to work off of then there's exactly. no, no point in being wealthy either yeah exactly because it doesn't matter how much money you have got you you can't buy yourself out of all diseases you might get uh, as part of the journey uh, there are some really cool ways how people i know are are buying their way to a younger body to to do both physical alterations and biohacking and so on and so forth. Really cool things, really cutting edge. And I can see more of that going forward in the future, especially when it becomes more affordable. Uh, But it's just cool to see how that is done. But in the end of the day, it is a very simple equation. Do you burn more than you consume? Number one, Uh, do you have a trend of your stamina? Uh, fitness level, uh, agility, mobility, which is upwards or downwards. And we, if we link now age to this, there are some times in your life where it again gets harder and harder. So basically, both Ivan Scholli are very much on a trajectory to become better, faster, stronger, everything, which will probably last for another like 10 years. But guess what happened then, Ivan and Scholli? Well, um, mainly your recovery slows down. Yeah. So I was watching a video. There was a a heavyweight MMA fighter in the UFC. Can you hear me with the internet? Yeah. When he was young, I mean, he could like, like get, like drink all this alcohol. And then the next day, like train like a beast. And nowadays he'd say he'd be be crashed for a week. And uh, so he's really paying attention to what he's doing with his body now. And uh, that's why, like, he's still on top, even when he's like, I think he's like, maybe forty something, forty three years old or whatever. Yeah. And he's still, he's still crushing it. So it's important to to pay attention to, especially your recovery, and uh, taking care of your body as you're getting older. When you're younger, you can just kind of just throw whatever you want at it, and uh, I mean, you'll make yeah. it. But yeah, you can, you can, you can pretty much abuse the body a lot by having less sleep. Uh, maybe more drinking alcohol, maybe more smoking, making, maybe using drugs and so on and so forth and still be able to, to both operate. And there are many good examples of, of top athletes living the life of um, uh, serious drug use. And one example that we'll come back to later in this episode is Mike Tyson and, uh, and his buddy on, on that podcast we refer to, Joe Rogan, who have both been trying both one and the other of drugs. We'll come back to that later. So, okay. Uh, looking forward, Ivan, do you think the championship will happen this year or next year? 
your charges. I'm not sure, but what I do know is that the corona restrictions will be changed from 50 to 100, to 500 people uh, the 1st of October. And uh, I don't know if they have enough time to make a championship now. Uh, I'm not sure what, because I, I'm guessing that there's the, like financial motivations behind it. And I don't know if, if they're going to make anything if they do it this year. Yeah. Yeah, but. good point. Good point. Yeah, I've signed up for a, a sporting competition event uh, in, in a week from now. And meanwhile, it seems like that will be allowed to happen. But you're not allowed to have gatherings of more than six people now in the United Kingdom. New rules mm. since yesterday the other day. Uh, and, and we will be eight people on the team. And there's like 20 plus teams in one location. But we will be spread out. Uh, we'll do some property go-karting. That's at least the plan. We'll see how that goes. So, Sean, uh, targets for your training, what are you working towards at the moment? Mm. Triple wall flip. Triple wall flip. Well, I, I'm, I'm basically, right now I'm working for more reps and I'm working to do calisthenic, more calisthenics moves. But right now I can basically do muscle up. That's like one of the only, well, I can do some more simpler ones like L-sit and stuff, but I want to be able to do some harder ones like front cleave and, and maybe even plunge and all this cool stuff, body movements, way balance. I can yeah. do handstand pretty good now, but I want to be able to do like handstand push-ups and stuff. It's, it's really cool to see how different the two of you train and also how strong you should become with the body while I've become really yeah. strong with additional weights. Calisthenics is, calisthenics is using body weight and... Yeah, I've used as external weights. Yeah, no, I, was, I, I used you as an example, Charlie, the other day in in the gym where I'm training, and I said uh, because one guy said, "No, no, I can't do like pull-ups with the body weight." I said, "No, no, I need to do the pull-ups with the body weight because right now my my sons are stronger than me in, in pull-ups. So I need to catch up with them." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I I'm doing all right actually, and it's really fun with the different exercises to see how fast you increase when you when you start to scale up the training. It's really nice. I like that a lot. Yes, it's good fun with with training, but it's also really hard sometimes to discipline yourself to recovery, which is the next thing on on the talking points here. So how do you think about recovery and sleep? We'll start with Ivan. What's your thinking about this? Well, recovery is basically three, three big things. Uh, number one, I would say, is uh, actually not your sleep, it's your diet. And uh, it sounds weird, but I'm actually talking about the quantity here, the amount of calories you consume, because I'm talking about from an athlete's perspective here. If you're in a deficit, maintenance or surplus will drastically, um, it will change the amount of training volumes you can tolerate. So, um, for example, if you really want to, that's basically doing the opposite right now and recovering, which is incredible. But, uh, if you want to increase your strength, for example, uh, eating in surplus will massively in- improve, uh, your strength, uh, correctly. And you need to eat healthy as well. Cause, uh, otherwise you can get like, uh, whatever. I mean, if you're eating like me, I'm lactose intolerant. So if I eat a bunch of lactose, that's probably not going to be that good for my, you know, gastrointestinal tract, whatever, and it's not going to help my recovery. So diet's really important. Then we have uh, sleep, also vital. Um, sleep isn't going to help if you aren't eating anything. 
but obviously, but sleep is also super important uh, because you are recovering when you're sleeping. Yeah. And um, you'll see a massive difference if you go from like six to nine hours to like three extra hours. You can do so much more training and you're much Oops. more clear headed and you got, you got more, Oops. <laughs> yep. you got more, more energy, more motivation, everything. And then third, I would say is uh, is stress management. And because training is a stress and it releases stress hormones. And uh, basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, is I want all the stress of my day just to be training. Yeah. And um, so I think that's a lot. It's a lot about mindset and uh, what you allow to get to you. Really, really, really good point. I like to build on what Ivan said there. So, like, he's so right. If you're stressed at work, at home, in the traffic, or anywhere else, that will be the the same kind of stress impact as training can have on your body. I completely agree as well. I try to not. It's not how you have it, but how you take it. Uh, what do I mean by that? Basically. I could stress myself to death with my to-do lists, which are longer than my arms. I could have to-do lists of to-do lists and I have absolutely got too many things I should do. But the way I relate to that is it's okay not to have time to do everything. I have to prioritize uh, the, the right things as often as I can because, because I got so many things to do. That means ultimately that there, there will always be someone disappointing, which is really disappointing. So at the moment, I am in London, which means Harit, my uh, wife and, and the kid's mom, she is most likely a bit disappointed that I don't help out at all with the home, the dog, the cooking, the cleaning or anything while I am away in, 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 a, in a work session, which is very much how we decide to set up our lives. So I could just be super stressed about that all day long, or I could try to focus on what I actually can control. For example, what I do with my days while I'm here and then the opposite while I'm back. So I think that is a really good point about the stress there. So, Charlie, same question to you. Like, how do you deal with recovery? What is recovery for you? For me, recovery is uh, training every other day. So training Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> I thought Friday. you were gaming. Sorry. Carry on. Oh, yeah, of course, gaming a lot. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've got quite a good balance because I'll be like this. I'll be really, I do a lot of gaming and I'll be really unhealthy if I didn't do like, if I didn't cycle two miles from and back. Uh, well, totally two miles. Every, no, it's not, not miles. miles. It's, it's uh, 20 kilometers. kilometers every day uh, when it's school uh, and also training and maybe taekwondo. So, yeah. Yeah. resting um, for me i rest every other day uh i sleep quite a lot as well like uh eight to ten eight to ten hours and uh yeah you're really good with getting to bed and i'm really proud of you Shona, that you do cycle to school like i did and like ivan did as well when he was living and going to the other school uh, it is so good to get in that like volume training yeah so the vo training volume would really build your endurance not only for today and tomorrow, but for your whole life, yeah. the age where you are at the moment. So that's super important. I'm really, really happy that you are. It yeah. might not be as convenient. It does take as long time as the bus, but it gives you things which will be valuable for life. And many grown-ups are very impressed by 
both, both of you seeing you both when you're training as well not only yeah. me as a parent of course yeah and related to the cycling i mean i feel a big difference in i mean so basically certain hills I, that i cycle up i'm like well it gets easier and easier for every time and i notice that uh, yeah. and also last year i didn't do so much cycling at all actually yeah. uh, and i and i decided i'm gonna do it this year so it's been i've only missed it twice and that i had excuses for that but it's, yeah. it is quite hard it does take like an it does take oh but any excuse not to do it but it is very refreshing and nice to do yeah yeah for for me i have i i have been teaching people how they should use their body with special forces operators for many many years uh easily 10 plus years i always been doing trainings so i know what i should do and shouldn't do and i've done two well i've done many many big, big mistakes over the last 10 weeks one is i have not scheduled recovery i have been training away first signs of sports injuries uh, and, and, and training my way to get rid of that initial signs by doing more, which I know are completely wrong, but I've done it before. And this has been working also this time so successfully to get rid of things by not allowing it to get to you. I know that that is not the right way to do it, but it is one way to cope with, uh, with, with pain and, uh, and other things. So yeah, no, I'm super happy at the moment. I can increase my training volume. I feel fresh even when I've done like a hard session. Um, and one reason for that is I allow a lot of time during the day to be in a deficit in terms of calories. I also really think about when I eat as well. So I'd like to dive in deeper into something that I know that you're aware of, Ivan, which I don't want you to do, but it's called intermediate fasting. What is that about, Ivan? And I don't want you to do that because you're you're growing too fast at the moment and you should not do that. But what yeah. is it? So I know exactly what it is. It is when you have a feeding window. It is it's a diet that is based around when you're eating. And basically the point of it is um, to have a small feeding window. So you only eat, say, I don't know, eight hours of the day or four hours of the day or one hour of the day and uh, you're eating very few or even one uh, meal a day, and um, they're all, they're not as spread out as usual. And what's the point of doing that? Is it so through his weight? Ba yeah. ba basically what does happen, Sean, is the, the, the body is wired now to use fat as fuel. So, so basically it's a method of losing weight? Yeah, it's, it's a way how to program, because usually we've got the, like the glucose level in the blood. It is fluctuating a lot throughout the whole day, and especially because of what we eat. So if you would eat a very fat-rich diet, like your breakfast, Charlie, is very fat-rich. If you have, uh, for example, your, uh, your eggs, that is relatively high in both protein and fat, which means you don't have like this spike where like your glucose level is going up. Because if you do, you will feel really hungry again by 10 o'clock. Do you feel hungry at 10, Charlie? I'm just curious. Yeah. You are? Okay, that means probably... That... It's, it's really weird. I feel hungry like two hours. I feel really yeah. hungry like two so hours the, later. The one really strong reason why that is the case, it is also the bread you eat. It is the pancakes well, you eat. I, I, I actually... Mm. <laughs> 
Hold a second. So the normal feeding, which is recommended by the government in pretty much all countries in the world, includes a lot of uh, carbohydrates. And the carbohydrates go straight into affecting your insulin levels in the body. That means that even if you eat like now, you might feel peckish after just half an hour and quite hungry after two hours and really hungry after even shorter time. So that means that the body is telling you to eat all the time, to do grazing. So maybe you have like you have three, four meals and then you have like snack bars or whatever in between so because you feel hungry. And the way that I am doing it, I try to limit myself to X amount of hours a day in, in, a, in a time pattern I try to not to change too much. It means that uh, 12, 14, 16 hours plus per day, I'm not eating, which means I'm still eating as much as I should according to my food plan. But the body doesn't get hungry in the same way because I'm not eating as much carbs. And also uh, my glucose level in the blood is not changing too much either. So one thing to mention linked to that is this, which is like a diet soda thing, which is not good either because that is actually affecting the, the insulin level. So you make it harder for yourself if you are drinking soft drinks uh, because the soft drink tells the brain and the body that, hey, mate, it would be really tasty with some sugary sweets to go with that drink, right? Um, so to eat and drink uh, sweeteners actually is triggering the body and, and the brain to try to get even more sweets. But I know that yeah. and I uh, try to not have too much of it. All right. Uh, so now we talk a little bit about food recovery and so on. So now let's get back to one of Ivan's favorite topics, which is uh, UFC, which is an acronym, which stands for what, Ivan? Ultimate Fighting Championship. Exactly. And what does MMA stands for? Mixed martial arts. Yeah, exactly. So now we'll move into a guy that has been very famous all over the world, initially as a sports promoter, but over the last few years, he is now one of the world's top podcasters. Who do you think I'm talking about? He used to do sports promotion for UFC, but he's ah. now one of the biggest podcasters in the world. Well, he still he still does. Uh, I know uh, some stuff for the UFC, but you're probably talking about Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. So Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan Experience. If you have never, against all odds, seen or heard him, you have to check him out and his podcast. And today we'll dive into uh, some thoughts around one of his absolutely latest episodes, which was. Uh, going straight to all the top shots all over the world. It was Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson. What is Mike Tyson known for? Well, he's known for, in my opinion, uh, some people say that Ali is the greatest, yeah. but I think that Mike Tyson is the greatest boxer of all time. Uh, I don't know if he still has the record, but he probably does. The youngest heavyweight champion of all time, just 20 years old. Uh, he's also known for for being one of the shortest heavyweight champions, uh, at least yeah. in the more modern era. I think he was, what's five foot ten, what's that? Probably like 178 centimeters or something. Yeah. And for a heavyweight in boxing, you really need height and reach. So he, he, was, he was this short guy and he was pretty light and he just destroyed everyone. And uh, he, he probably had the 
I mean, he was known for aggression, bad intentions and destruction. And uh, I love him really much. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, in this case, uh, it has become known now to the public that there is uh, a fight coming up in 2020 in November with Mike Tyson and... Roy Jones Jr. Right. Who is that, Ivan? Do you know anything about him at all? I don't know super much about him. I know that he's a bit lighter than Mike and that he's really fast. And yeah. uh, apparently he's still fast, even though he's, uh, he's pretty old. I don't know how old he is, but guessing pretty much as old as Mike. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really interesting that, that they're coming out, out of retirement, both of them, and uh, finally fighting each other. Yeah. So again, this is a great example of taking the whole Corona period to get back in shape to transform yourself. So over the last number of years, uh, if you said Mike Tyson, many people nowadays would relate that to like drugs, close to getting in prison or maybe get into prison and, and lots of unusual roles, which he's usually really the bad boy in, in any kind of movie he might appear and so on and so forth. But now, he is getting back into shape. He is, according to his own quotes in the podcast, not using any drugs, which he has a lot over the last number of years. Why do you think he chooses not to do any kind of drugs, recreational drugs such as uh, or drinking alcohol as part of his training regime, Ivan? Well, um, it probably fucks up your recovery. Probably, yeah. Probably wants, destroys uh, he, and, and, and it destroys your focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wants um, to be 100% focused for his comeback. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys okay to talk about drugs at the moment? Are you okay to talk about that on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So let's jump to Shirley. So when I was the same age as Shirley, I had tried uh, smoking and drinking, and uh, mm -hmm. with mixed results. So I never started really getting into the habit of smoking. Uh, I did drink now and then because I thought it was fun and cool until I was at the age where it became legal. Then I thought it was not so cool. So I don't drink alcohol at all anymore. I do drink now and then because someone forced me to give me some champagne or some red wine, but I, I basically don't drink al alcohol at all. Do you drink alcohol, Charlie? I don't drink alcohol, but my my friends get drunk and yeah. uh, many of my friends uh, try. I don't know what it's called in England, but... Snooze, basically. What's yeah, yeah, called yeah. so that's wet, wet tobacco, which you put on your lip. Yeah. Which gives you nicotine, some of, basically. Some of, yeah, some of, them, some of them smoke as well. Yeah. But I, I don't do any of that. Yeah. I think it was cooler before, but it's still got this stupid coolness label still today. Um, Ivan, yeah. do, you drink, do, you, do you drink alcohol, Ivan? Not at all. Not at all. Is this something that you think you miss in your life because of not drinking alcohol? Not in the least. Absolutely. I'm not into the party, Super proud lifestyle, of that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, there, there are different stages of, of, of life and to not do drugs, regardless which stage you are, I think is, is aimable because it is so common. So often I have to explain why I am not drinking, why people who are drinking, obviously they don't need to explain why they are drinking. And that has been the case the last 26 years in my case. So 
So yeah, <laughs> a few years of not really being a, a drinker. So yeah, for those people who love drinking, who are listening to the podcast, no judgment. It's your personal choice. It's just a choice that I choose not to drink, uh, nor to smoke, etc., etc. And uh, again, uh, officially for the world, I've never tried any kind of uh, narcotics ever. Uh, not even having like morphine in hospitals or anything like that. So I have no idea what I'm missing out. And uh, the only mushrooms I like is chanterelles and. Uh, mm. Thus, that I fry with some nice butter or uh, cream. Uh, I like to eat that, obviously, for people who don't know what you're On a toast. toast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, let's let's uh, let's go to another aspect of training, which is uh, linked to drugs, uh, doping. I have seen this across gyms all over the world. Uh, I have never had the, the pleasure or the not ple- so big pleasure to try that. The, I think the heaviest thing I've ever used, which is linked to, to yeah, it's not drugs really, but uh, even you might have read about creatine. Yeah, that's uh, certainly not a drug. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's ba- basically a salt that exists in, uh, for example, red meat. Yeah, so basically when I did use that, the, the only thing I noticed is I could do work out harder in the gym so i needed less recovery and i can't do heavier sets basically which meant also that this because like ivan said it's salt guess what salt is doing to water yeah it's binding water and uh, what yeah. often happens when you go on creatine is you gain yes. a couple pounds or a couple kilos uh, basically of, of right. water weight yeah, so basically I gained like four kilos after like using it for a month, but then after a month I stopped using it. So that is the the, the closer I get to any kind of uh, training drugs. There are some interesting ones out there, uh, but they all have got side effects. So uh, why bother uh, when it gets to train hardest then? Yeah. Uh, Ivan, have you ever met anyone who is doing any kind of like training drugs that you've met despite your very young age? Have you ever seen that? Um, Without no, well, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen grown-ups walking down the street. They're most definitely using stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I don't know anyone uh, who, who, who's doping or anything. Yeah, good. But I've most likely seen a lot of them in my life without yeah. thinking about it. So uh, we, we've spoken about some of the very early podcasts, like, like you very much, the, the sum of, of the five people closest to you that you spend most time with. And we've mostly been using to talk about the wealth. Do you think it also relates to health? Doping? No, no, no. Uh, that the people you hang around, that your, yeah. your habits are very much aligning slowly with them. So if most you definitely. hang unhealthy people or healthy people, it will make a difference. Yeah, that's... That's why I don't have super many friends right now. I don't, I'm not really interested in, I mean, the people at the school where I go to, there's no one that really interests me. Um, I mean, I, do, I don't, I don't like the way they live and I don't, that we have different interests basically. Yeah. 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 For, yeah for the audience, um, for, for the audience uh, Ivan's going to a boarding school, but he is not doing the boarding, which means ultimately that they, they, they have got different routines and it would not be logical to, to hang around more than a couple of nights a week. Um, 
at the place where they are and they can't really naturally just come and see Ivan either. So yeah, there's a little physical boundary there as well. Sorry, Charlie, over to you. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, my friends don't really uh, do... No, I don't have any friends that do parkour and anything related to what I do. But I, I guess I'm more of a social person, so I enjoy the company. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Have you got any entrepreneurial or podcast friends in, in your area, Charlie? No, but my friend, uh, my friend, um, actually, I'm gaming with my friend. He's uh, sick. He's at home right now because he's uh, been in a, uh, uh, what's it called? ATV, four-wheeler, whatever, something yeah, like that. Excellent. Yeah, crash. Uh, so he's recovering, but he uh, basically, he has a uh, Instagram account where he posts memes and funny clips and stuff like that. And he's gained like a couple thousand uh, followers and he's making money from um, uh, from shoutouts and stuff. Yep. Like a couple like a couple hundred pounds, actually. Right. Good for him. So Perfect. quite decent. Yeah. And, and that's very hard to do because, so, I mean, get, making money from social media is very hard to begin with. Lucas, talking, you got to on the pounds for for working with social media the last month. Yeah, right, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. My life's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. No, you look too relaxed for the people who don't see the video feed on, on yeah. this one. Okay. Um, any other aspects of training we look to highlight? We didn't really dive too deep into the Mike Tyson thing. Anything else that you heard from the podcast, Ivan, that you think would be adding value to to our listeners? Something you liked about it? Well, um, I mean, I, I like that he's saying that his his ego has been reignited, and he did a, a podcast. I think it was a year ago, or it was two years ago, with uh, Joe Rogan. It was probably one year ago, and he was just like, "There's like a comparison photo," and his like <laughs> his head's like, and his face is like just ballooned up in the last last photo. <laughs> And uh, he, he was talking about, I listened to that podcast. He was talking about how he doesn't work out at all. He doesn't run. He doesn't hit the bag. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he just, yeah. God. Uh, yeah. He, he, he said that he doesn't want to do anything because he doesn't want to reignite his ego and become his old self. Yeah. And uh, no, it no, started because, yeah, it started because he wanted to lose a little weight and he was going to do like biking, indoor biking or something like that. And he started with 15 minutes a day and he was supposed to just do that. And then it quickly turned to like several hours. And, yeah, uh, and then like he, got, he got all this drive back and yeah. uh, started a chain of events, which yeah. led to him finally getting back into fighting. Yeah, no, I, I feel very much the same for myself. Like I got so high energy and I don't need to sleep much at all uh, and the training has given me more and more drives so i can easily just do like 10 kilometers running before i go to bed and then the first thing in the morning I do another 10 kilometers and go straight to the gym uh love it uh, and and so good to have high energy levels uh, so yeah i can relate to his situation and also like yeah i'll try to go back and have some fun with some fight club, which is not the, the Brad Pitt fight club, but in London uh, over the next week as well. So I'll try to see what happens when I go to a, an MMA gym, gym, Charlie. Ivan knows this already. So I, I look forward to that. Yeah. It's also, it's also fun when, when you don't meet all the time. So obviously I see myself self in the mirror uh, like pretty much every day. Yes, I do see myself every day. Uh, but uh, even if I've lost like more than one kilo body weight 
uh, or per week over the last uh, 10 weeks. So I lost more than 20 kilos, 12 kilos so far. I can't really see, well, I'd obviously I see difference, but the people, the, my own family that only see me on the telephone, they see like my like whole face is, is slimmer and so on. I see it mainly around the waist. So yeah. I even surely have you seen any difference in the yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's taken off. I don't know. I can't remember. Like, there's not a lot of, like, a gallon of fat is like, I can't remember. But anyways, like, a kilo of fat is really big. That's what it's I'm like, trying to where say. Where is an eighth of daddy's body gone? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much fat. Yeah, it's quite a lot. And uh, I'm not done It's yet. a massive difference. It's like you've lost, you've lost, you've lost your, your uh, big squishy tummy and uh, replaced it with a flat stomach. And uh, I yeah. think pretty soon, I mean, you can see a little bit of, of uh, abdominals trying to creep <laughs> through. <laughs> yeah, it's thanks for your honesty, Ivan. I mean, I used to put his finger in, in my belly button and thought that was hilarious. And I thought it was emba- <laughs> embarrassing, and, embarrassing and annoying, but very soon now there's not much more fun to have, Ivan, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, you I mean, it's I, have, deep hole. I have always loved, loved training. And uh, of course, working with special forces for many, many years is very much part of who I am. But just so nice to find oneself again. And uh, it's really nice to see old colleagues cheering me on on social media. They're very, very little I share about it there. So I might share more of that journey later, just as an example, how you can do it the the stupid and hard way instead of doing it the easy way. Um, yeah. Do you think someone might be interested in something like that, Ivan? Surely. I, I really think. I Absolutely. really think so. Because yeah. I mean, it's really good if people like you encourage. Because the old way, I would say, is the right way: putting in hard work, pushing your comfort zone, doing your best. And yeah, you. I mean, you're not. Losing weight is never going to be easy. And you yeah. have to have people who reinforce that it isn't easy. And especially if you have followers who, uh, who know you in some way that, yeah, it will be an extra source of trust and they might want to do something like that themselves. Yeah. Losing yeah. weight is basically consistently being hungry for a very long period of time. <laughs> Well, it depends how you do it. But yeah, there's absolutely an element of truth in what Ivan is saying there. I mean, like, you can eat a meal and directly after eating that meal, you know you could easily eat way more. Yeah. That, that has, like been, that that has been me since uh, the, the 5th of July, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and this it's is recorded is. on the 12th of, 12th of September 2020. All right, shall we call it a day and close uh, down for business for this episode? Which is yeah, it's completely pitch blackout 100. right now. Yeah, look at this, look at the lighting. When we turn off, well. <laughs> they, dis- they disappeared. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's so fun. Yeah, the sun is setting also here in London. Yeah, I, I go in and out of light with the camera. I got a lot more energetic when we started talking about Mike Tyson, though. Yeah, that's good for you. Perfect. Yeah, so um, we have already got two more episodes recorded for you. Both are with um, Americans, and we've got a third episode as well with an Amer- yet another American. Then we need to get some British ladies, I think, just to keep the gender balance right, and awesome. um, so on and so forth. So feel free to subscribe so you do get the alert about the next episode 
Why? Because with the whole COVID corona situation, we're not doing this as frequent as always, like every week. So it is sometimes slightly longer between the episodes, but we are here for you. We are doing this for you, not for our own sake. I am doing this partly so Ivan and Charlotte will learn more about business, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, and so they, they can pay for my repi- retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing is, joke. like, this podcast is only going to get better. Yes. Because me and Charlie are getting older and cooler, and uh, <laughs> I've got me, me so too. many cool people. Me too. Me like, too. I mean, this podcast in like a year is going to be epic. Yeah. I mean, we've already had Grant Cardone, which is like the biggest thing we've had. But I want to get, I mean, I want to get some fighters on here and some, some yeah, other cool things. Cool, yeah. I think we don't have, have any plans right now. We just have to reach out to more people, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mark Devine was a great example, like uh, a Navy SEAL commander. Yeah. Uh, he's been cool. training thousands of Navy SEALs. Like that's a very unique guest, which you can find in the backlog of, of episodes. Let, let's let's do some like shout outs and highlights of of cool people that you remember for whatever reason. This again is not scripted uh, for our lovely guests. Um, take a second, think about uh, a cool comment, a cool something, and uh, I'll just start with one example. We had John Le Dumas uh, again, another podcast king on uh, the podcast and um, he spoke about one of his incidents with tanks in Iraq and I don't think that's been shared on any other podcast before at least not that Mm -hmm. I've heard Uh, so yeah getting to know people in a private way if you've got ideas who we should interview let us know so we also had like uh, someone talking about imposter syndrome like if you think that you are faking it until you make it, you might be not true to yourself either. So like, uh, boys, uh, any other names or, or comments or anything that springs to mind? When you, when you mean names, you mean cool names well, that we've uh, had uh, on or g- we want to have g- on? Guests we have had. Guests we have had Well, already. I think John, Johnny FD was really yeah. cool. Like he's been a fighter and a dive master and now he's doing business and he lives in Thailand and like he he's, he's making a small, very small amount of money on the internet, but he's living in a place where it's really, where everything's so cheap. And then, I mean, he's living the life just like by not working super much. And that yeah. was a really cool guest. Yeah. And once again, like Grant Cardone, you can just feel like this is a super high performing mega energy, super epic person. Yeah. Do you remember? Like I, his, I still, do you remember his favorite office, Ivan? Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, I remember. It was on his <laughs> private plane, <laughs> and, yeah. and it had and it had Wi-Fi, and it was really high up, like fucking yeah, thousand exactly. feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I remember this. We were like really surprised when it, yeah. when we heard that it was Wi-Fi. But. Yeah, I mean, Gronk Cardone is super epic. We need to get him on here some other time as well. Yeah, I also remember. I think we've had Rob Moore on like twice. I remember yeah. when we did oh, the, Rob Moore. Oh my we, god, we how the, could I forget him? We did him. the face-to-face interview. That was a big step for uh, me doing something like kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, much scarier. Good stuff. Uh, do you remember if you were on the Simon Suchi uh, podcast? I think already? I was. I yeah. don't know if I was. No, I don't yeah, think I you were. Prob- I probably so, wasn't. Yeah, so that, I that's another it. great uh, example of someone who's helped me a lot with my property experience in the United Kingdom. He's helped me a lot and um, and he's been on the podcast as well. So like, not sure how many guests we've had. I'm guessing around 70 guests to date, at least. 
and uh, we'll keep you up the frequency so? to bring, bring the most interesting people we can find around. And we have quite a few which I've been reaching out to. Yeah. We still haven't had many Swedish guests, but I have spoken to some really cool people inside Venture Capital. I have to, spoken to a couple of uh, female CEOs for like very large banks. We'll see who will be the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. Before I also disappear out of vision because of the poor lighting that I got in this room because I didn't turn on the light. Let's um, close for business. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Ivan and Charlie, last final closing words. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say this. Um, like three years ago or something, when we started this podcast... Uh, I still remember dad saying that we need to film like six, like the average person only makes like six or seven episodes yeah. that we need the, the to film. The podcast dies before. Yeah. Before reaching and we up. need yeah. to film eight episodes before we even start publishing them uh, yeah. in order to like keep this podcast going. And I'm like, all right, we may get to 20 and then we're just going <laughs> to give up. And here we are still trucking along yeah. 100 episodes. That's epic. And, um, and the best is yet to come. 100%. Yeah. Every episode gets slightly better. Continue some And uh, one thing that we've stuck with us is, that I have stuck with me, is that I always like five-star reviews. So oh. if you like our podcast, if you like our certain episode, if you like anything about us, then feel free to leave a review, leave a five-star, because it makes me smile. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and also, Shirley is actually on LinkedIn. Uh, Ivan is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so it's Shirley. Shirley's got his YouTube channel, Sandval, where I also post most of my stuff. So you can find us in, in the usual ways uh, and across platforms because we share different things. And um, we really do this so that you can become better. We're not charging you for this. We pay so you can get better. Enjoy, apply, try it and uh, grow with us. Thank you so much. Until and invest next in podcast. you. Yeah, invest in yourself because we are. Bye bye for now. Goodbye. Bye.